Good morning, everybody. Man, I'm looking forward to talking to you this morning. Got my coffee, got my little mug, so I don't spill it on anything. It's got a lid. Just excited about some of what we're going to talk about. I, uh, I, I opened the uh, little descriptor today with this question. Do you understand uh, the most important thing that's ever happened to you? And um, now, I, I'm hoping that some of you listening aren't what we would call Christians yet, born again, whatever. And um, <clears throat> so I, I just want you to understand that it, it may not have happened to you yet. And I don't mean that ugly. I just mean it as a, a statement of, uh, you know, kind of what I believe and what we're talking about. But for you guys that have would consider yourself Christians that have, have uh, aligned with, you know, some of what the Bible would teach on this kind of thing, not as one's better than the other, but one is just seen and received revelation in some areas. So I just believe there's some things, as we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, there's some things about how salvation, how being brought back into a relationship with God, there's some things about how it works that I think if we understand them better, it'll help us live more effective, enjoyable, victorious Christian lives. And, um, and you know, if occasionally I sound like, you know, I've got a little, like, issue with the church at large, uh, not our church, that church, whatever, but just in a sense at large, I do, because I think we've been teaching it wrong, and um, I think it's led to some weakness in our Christianity and some um, just disappointment in people's lives, because they're, they're, they're led to believe that they should be living a certain way, that... Um, it's just a little trickier, harder, and slower to get there than most of us are willing to deal with. So, a question I'd like to use just to make you think, don't freak out, how saved are you? John 3 talks about being born again. Nicodemus came to Jesus, talks about being born again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says that you would be saved or sanctified wholly. W-H-O-L-L-Y, I think, uh, or entirely. And then it says that your spirit, soul, and body would be preserved blameless. So again, it, it highlights this three-part thing, spirit, soul, body. John 3 says that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that's body. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. And that's uh, what I believe 1 Thessalonians 5.23 confirms. But stuck in the middle between spirit and body is this thing called a soul. So what I want to do right now is I just want to walk through kind of a weird little way of talking about it. And I'm going to hold up little cards. I'm going to do old school on you here. This is how I did it back in the day before you had all this technology. And, um, you know, I haven't, haven't perfected the way to do this yet where you guys can get a... Uh, you know, a, a, a version that's screen sharing and all that. So I'm just going to do it old school. So here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about the fact that um, <clears throat> that you are three parts, and each of your three parts has different things going on, you might say. So here's what I want to say to you. I am your spirit. And I'm. listen to what I read. I'm reading this off the back of it. I'm your spirit. I was saved, past tense, the moment you received Jesus as your Savior and Lord and put your trust in him. I was literally reborn. I was recreated 
by the living word and God's spirit, and I am totally acceptable and pleasing to God. I look like Jesus right now. Now, there's a bunch of scripture I could go to to say, to verify everything that I just said. But my point is, when you become a Christian, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, what happens is, in your spirit, you are completely recreated. You, you get, to say a fresh start is an understatement. You, you, it's almost like God ended creation and started over inside of you. You are a brand new person. Now, great news, absolutely great news. But here's the deal. You've got other parts of yourself. So here is, I am your soul. I am your soul. I'm being saved. Remember, I am your spirit. I was saved, past tense. I'm being saved by the ongoing work of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Truth, which is a person, is what sets me free. God's truth is an antidote to the poison of this world that I have eaten, either by choice or by not having a choice. In other words, your soul... Well, let me read you this other part because it kind of continues that. This is some more about your soul. I never forget anything. I act and react to life based on what is stored in me. One of my chief goals is to avoid pain. If I have experienced pain in the past, I try to forget it or alter it so it doesn't hurt so much. I also work really hard to avoid that pain in my present life. Any situation or person that reminds me of that past hurt must be avoided or attacked before he, she, or it hurts me again. My whole life can be controlled by my attempts to avoid that pain. Oh, you're talking about people that aren't Christians. No, I'm not. I'm talking about Christians. Because when you were saved, your spirit changed. Your soul still has everything that ever happened to it is still there. And in essence, that is the point. The point is that that's why you can be a Christian and still act in ways that are very unhealthy. That's why you can be a Christian and still think in ways that are hurtful and destructive and unproductive at, at, at least. All right, just to make sure we finish it out, here's, here's the third part of us, spirit, soul, body. I am your body. I am yet to be saved. All right, what are we doing here? Your spirit, I was saved, past tense. The moment you say, Jesus, I'm a sinner, I cannot save myself. Will you please forgive me of all my sin and come and live your life in me and through me? Please be my Lord, be my Savior. The minute you align yourself from your heart out with Jesus and the work that he's done for you, your spirit is, boom, recreated, done. I was saved in my spirit. I'm being saved in my soul, present tense. What does that mean? That means that from the time I become a Christian to the time I leave this earth, my soul is constantly uh, being renewed, redeemed, restored, transformed. Romans 12, 2, be transformed by the ring of your mind and other verses. Now, this is the body. And what does it say? I'm your body. I'm yet to be saved. What does that mean? It's in the future. On that glorious day when Jesus returns to this earth, I will be changed in the twinkling of an eye into an immortal, incorruptible body. Until that time, you better keep an eye on me. I get all caught up in this world and its ways, and I'm used to getting what I want. The bottom line is, 
your body is kind of, think of it as a spoiled brat. And it, it wants what it wants. Your, your, spirit, your spirit wants to do right. Your soul wants to look right. Your body wants to feel right, you might say. So why this whole little mini-series we're doing here on Spirit, Soul, and Body, this whole thing is about the simple question, how can I be a Christian, love God, love people, and still do things that are destructive and hurtful to the very people that I care about? And I want you to understand as we go through it, Spirit, Soul, and Body is one of the best ways I know to help us as Christians understand this incredibly most important thing that's ever happened to us. So bless you guys. Hang in there with me. And uh, I hope this is helping you. I know for some, it's a new way of looking at things and it's a lot to take in. But uh, bless you guys. Look forward to next week. Bye.